Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. Yeah, boy. Yeah, we're on episode 123 and it is Tuesday, June 5th, 2018. I am your host, MC Victor Omoyo into his house. What, what? And here's Carl Bird. Did you really raise the roof? <laughs> yeah, I did. I totally raised the roof. I'm bringing it back. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> yes, uh, we are back once again. Another week of nerd goodness and other stuff. So Carl and I, we've got some things, some a few, few, a few things to, to get get into. Oh, that's a light ass show. It's just, it's pretty yeah. Oh, it, it kind of is. It's been a light. It's a light weekend. Uh, nerd culture, but. Yeah, like the the best nerd stuff is still to come. Like next week is gonna be E three. I cannot wait for that. Like I'm gonna mm. be like yo, popcorn in hand, just sitting in my drawers, watch it, just waiting for these upcoming titles. Yeah, man. To make me broke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you, man. Like, uh, money money's tight on my end. So like, there are a couple of PS four games that are out right now that I'm just like looking at in the store window. I'm just like one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I know, um, Vampire just dropped or Vampire, I think is how it's pronounced. That just I dropped. I want to say Vampire. Yeah, I think it's Vampire. Uh, that just dropped today, I believe, and uh, some reviews are out saying it's pretty good. It looks great. That's a Victor ass game too. Yeah, nice and dark, story driven. Y- you know how you could, you know, you could have had this game along. You could have had this game today, right? I don't pre-order stuff, man. Hey, I mean... Besides, at this point, I'm a little too broke to pre-order anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Got bills first, but... Yeah. But yeah, I got that on the horizon. I got Detroit Become Human on my radar. Oh, you actually gonna invest in it? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna get it. You played the demo? Nah. I mean, I could play the demo, but I know how those games go, so... And plus, I've heard nothing but good stuff about it. Yeah, I've been hearing the same thing. Like I said, friend of the show, Kyle, he... Like literally, he said I stopped God of War just to play just to play Detroit Become Human. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, it is. It is out apparently. Like all the reviews are out. Um, it says it's available now. So if you're if you're into Vampire, go get that. Um, there's a couple other games too, but they're coming out in the fall. There's one called Code Vein. Um, that's kind of like a Capcom's uh, anime anime dark soul style game okay yeah that looks tight though it looks absolutely tight and um that's and 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 i i kind of kind of interested interested in seeing how this um this subgenre of souls-esque games are are brewing up like you have neo uh, n-i-o-h which came out last year which i heard was terrific but it was super tough um, there was the the surge also, which I hear was I had some mixed reviews. Heard it was some say it was decent, others say it was nothing special. Um, and then there was of course Lords of the Fallen, which which was one of the games I downloaded for free on the PS PlayStation Plus uh, uh, network, like I think a couple years back. Um, what Kyle says that he already beat Detroit in two different ways. Really? Wow, that was quick. Okay. Now, now, Kyle, would you say that it's worth picking up for sure? Because I'm, I got my eye on it, and uh, 
you know, that's 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 saying a lot to the quality if you beat the game to in two different ways. Yeah, and especially the fact that he stopped playing God of War. Mm. Just do it, and I still got more to. I still got more left to do. Yeah, you do, man. I'm telling. But it's you. not gonna take long, though. Right? Um, it'll take a fair a fair amount of time. Jesus Christ! Man. Like <laughs> I'm like I'm I'm. I'm like ready to get into the Last of Us, you know. Yeah, um, I would say get into the Last of Us because that's a really good game that you should not miss. Yeah, I mean that's what that was my intention. Like when yeah. we do, when I finished it, when when I thought I finished it, mm-hmm. I'm like, let's you know, all right, I can move on. Yeah. And then they're like, you know, there's more, right? They're like, there's another ending. I'm like, mm-hmm. shit. Well, but I gotta finish it. I gotta, I gotta get that full experience. Yeah, um, and to get the other ending of God of War, all you have to do is, well, well, for fear of spoilers, it's just, it's just very, it's a very simple thing. But, um, but I will say, like I said, um, play, play the Valkyrie uh, side quests because those are worth it. Those are challenging, but you do get some good rewards. Um, play some of the other side quests too, so you can get more dialogue up. Op- more dialogue uh, unlocked as well as more of the story revealed. Well worth it. Just as good as the main quest. And um, as the friend of the show and supervillain John Haponic has joined us. Oh, Jesus. Um, he says that uh, he says there's no way Detroit can top heavy rain. Which, you know, I, I will say uh, you said you, you haven't played heavy rain, right? No, I haven't. Yeah, Heavy Rain's on the PS3. It's worth playing. It's not perfect. Like, um, like it, it's all about uh, the the whole theme of that game. It's like, how far would you go to save your child? And like, there's like some some serial killer called the Origami Killer. Yeah. He's going around kidnapping kids, and he leaves like origamis as a signature on the crime scene. And like, you play as a father whose son goes missing, and you play as a detective who kind of looks like Casey Affleck for some reason. And then you play a, another private investigator and this uh, this journalist. So there's four characters. Um, the main twist of that game, I mean, I, I for for some who haven't played Heavy Rain, I wasn't 100% sold on the main twist because it turns out that one of the characters is the origami killer. And when I and when I, when I saw it unfold, I'm like, I was like, what? That was my that was my reaction. I'm like, I'm not sure how this works exactly. Like. It, it kind of makes sense and it kind of doesn't, but it's kind of hard to explain if you haven't played the game at all. Right. But, but, um, but it's, it's a game that I'm actually thinking about um, picking up again for my PS3, adding it back to the collection because it's, it's super cheap at GameStop. It's like probably like ten bucks or less. So I'm, I might, I might get it back to the collection. And, sure, why not? Yeah, and there's also a Beyond Two Souls, which, which was the free game for the PS playstation plus last month um I'll, I'll i'll play i'll play through that do you know the free games this month um i do not like i can actually pull them up real quick because i know that um one of them was uh um beyond two souls which i heard that like graphically like it pushed the ps3 to its yeah, apparently limit john, john says that you, you ruined it for me <laughs> Nah, nah, trust me. Like, have you? It, it's still worth playing. Like, you might, like, if I actually decide to play it, I'll probably forget what you said. Yeah, it, it, it's worth playing. But even even when you get to that twist, you'd be you probably be like, I don't know about that. But uh, but yeah, I'm looking up the PlayStation Plus uh, June 2018 free games. 
Yep, and they are now they are available now, so you can download them for free if you are a PS Plus member. So, uh, PS4 players this month, the free games are XCOM Two, which I hear some really good things about. It's a real time strategy game, I believe. Uh, yep, a strategy game, sci fi themed, and another game called Trials Fusion. I've never heard of Trials no. Fusion. I think I had a good. I think I had a good stretch with uh, Batman Telltale. Bloodborne and well, no, mm. The Last of Us. I just bought for eight bucks. Oh yeah, that's you got to finish Last of Us for sure. Um, and also on the PS3 side of things, the free games are Ghost Recon: Future Soldier and Zombie Driver HD. Hmm. And and if for some weird reason you still own a PS Vita, there's Atomic Ninjas and Squares. So yeah, those are free games for this month. I don't think I knew anybody who owned a PS Vita. I think, if I remember right, I think Aris owned a PS, PS um, PlayStation Portable, the PSP, not the Vita. Yeah, I think he, I think Aris bought it. I don't know if he bought the Vita, but yeah, the PSP was like kind of dead on arrival because the 3DS was just crushing it. It was crushing the handheld game market. Yeah. And PSP had no chance. It was kind of like, it was kind of like you know, you know the PSP was like the Patriots and like the, you know PSP was like the Cowboys. You know, you know the three no, DS. Three no, no. DS was you just. You could have said something like, yeah. You know the three DS was a Game Boy Color and the PSP was a Tiger handheld system. Well, no, no. Remember those? Oh yeah, I remember the Tiger handheld. I mean, I mean, I will say that the the Cowboys are the Tiger handhelds of the NFL. I wouldn't know they're not. The Cleveland right. Browns are. Okay, okay, yeah, the Cleveland Browns, but the you know. Don't try, no, don't even try. Don't try shitting on my Cowboys just because I'm here. Cowboys, ain't, hey, you shut your shit. You shut your damn mouth, sir. They're, they're not too far behind, though. No, you they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. They're way ahead. Well, let's see if they'll uh, actually win something uh, uh, next season. I mean, which which reminds me, will you still watch the NFL? Dude, I'm still on the. Uh, uh, so I probably will. Uh, I know. You, you, you ain't sure. But I will not stand for the national anthem. As a matter of fact, this is just gonna go into what I've been up to this weekend okay. with Special Olympics weekend mm-hmm. down at URI. You know, fun time to be had. Right on. PSP is Roman Reigns, and the 3DS is AJ Styles. Damn. <laughs> Good one. Ooh, so like I was um so of course you know they had the opening cer- they had the opening ceremonies Friday night and a um and a friend of my and a friend of mine they were playing the, they were playing the national anthem and we just kind of looked at each other. Mm-hmm. Now we're sitting there like okay, we can't take a knee because we got like our bosses around and we ain't got millions of dollars to you know, just to give up our livelihoods like that. Mm-hmm. So we um, we just kind of stood there, no hands over our hearts and nothing. We just kind of stood there and looked at each other. We were like, "You were thinking about taking the knee, huh?" I'm like, yeah, we <laughs> definitely was. Um, but it was a great time. It was a great time, you know, for my clients. You know, they all took home medals mm. and stuff. There and they are so proud of those. They are so proud of those medals. Like they weren't. They're still wearing them to this day. It was like it ended like Sunday, and they're still wearing them today. Yeah, that's what's up. So, and um, yeah, and then in the opening ceremonies because it was the 50th anniversary of the Special Olympics. So there was a Billy Gilman concert. Mm-hmm. 
I knew not one song. Well, he did like Journeys, Don't Stop Believing, and Adele, and Adele's Rolling in the Deep. Mm-hmm. So like I knew those two songs, but like other than that, I did not know not a goddamn song. Yeah. But, I mean, the show was great. I mean, it was good. Everybody mm-hmm. enjoyed, you know, clients enjoyed themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a nice little show, but I was just be like, I'm just like, so how you been? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Right on. And I was tired as hell too. Like by Sunday, like I had to call out of my overnight and I literally slept like 12 hours. Damn, man. 12 hours. You keeping those vampire hours, dude. It just, it just finally caught up. I was like done. Mm. And you, yo, you gotta still kind of, still kind of recovering. Almost there, but. Yo, man, you don't want you you don't want to end up like Christian Bale's character in The Machinist. Yeah. No, nah, I think you remember you told me about him. Yeah, yeah, he was a uh, yeah. In that movie, he played an insomniac who who stayed awake for a year because he couldn't sleep, and then he lost mad weight, so he was li- literally a, a walking skeleton. Odds are too, like Christian Bale, he's well, he's a method actor, correct? Yeah, he is. Yeah, so he'll like. He got skinny on his own. He did. Like he got ma- he got emaciated, like dangerously thin, and then he bulked up for Batman Begins. Like okay, man. Yeah. Then he got then then he got crackhead skinny for the fighter, fighter. <laughs> and he bulked up again in time for Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. And then he got fat for American Hustle. So yeah. Hey, he knows how to put in work with that with that weight gain. But yeah, anything else uh, on your plate? Oh, the Pusha T versus Drake beef. Oh, yes. First of all, it's definitely better than Enzo Amore's raps. <laughs> <laughs> anything is better. That I mean, shout outs to Grande for posting the lyrics to that Oh, on the Wrestling track. Fantasy Warfare page. Oh, man. I mean. What is it? Rising from the ashes like a phoenix. Middle finger to the sky, gripping my consensual penis. That, I mean, we, we, we've, I mean, I, I posted this comment too. Like Enzo Amore makes little Uzi Vert sound like common. That, that that's that's how it was that bad. Yeah, it was that bad. I think it made like non-race <laughs> bars. Bars. <laughs> nah, if anybody got better bars than I, eight in English. Oh yeah, Aiden English got Aiden English got got a couple of bars here. And there. Yeah, I will say that like Enzo Amore brings shame to SoundCloud rappers everywhere, and that's saying something. Yeah. <laughs> but um, oh yeah, this thing has been brewing for like the past week. Yeah, apparently, um, I think what's it? I think uh, Pusha T he dropped. A song infrared off his album right that was the first thing and then drake responded with duppy freestyle yeah but that was actually um push it actually um drake started started it like two years ago oh really with a song called i think it was like two birds one stone mm-hmm. so then he finds <laughs> chip Cornette's review of enzo's music video was funny as hell we was just watching this before we started the show yeah oh <laughs> it was a good it was a good laugh by all Mm-hmm. But um, that's what initially that's what initially started it, and then Infrared two years later, Pusha mm-hmm. T put that out on his uh, Daytona album. Yep. And I'm like, okay, this could this could be something. And then the 
Drake. Like two days later, Drake puts out the Duppy freestyle, mm-hmm. which isn't bad, but most of it was directed towards Kanye. Yeah. If you really like listen to it, like he had a couple of bars for Pusha, mm. but then Pusha T put out Story of Adenon. Yeah. Like, what, a day or two later? Mm-hmm. Ouch. Jake, Drake got a lot of explaining to do. Yeah. Uh, for those who aren't familiar, there's a, Pusha T also released a cover, uh, the cover image for the song, The Story of Adenon, and it's Drake in full-on blackface. Yeah. Just like WBA, that. Yeah, it's... Cr- I like trigger. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, Hmm. And Drake, well, he took an automatic L for that one, yeah. but he took more L's in this track because I got the lyrics right here. Go on ahead. And um, I'm going to... Is this going to be extra articulate like your This Is America review? <laughs> <laughs> let's have some fun with this. <laughs> yeah, let, let's have some fun right, with, with this one. Okay, so, um, so let's examine why. So your music for the past few years been angry and full of lies. Uh, let's see. For fast forward, you mentioned wedding ring like it's a bad thing. Your father walked away at five. Hell of a dad thing. Marriage is something that Sandy never had. Drake, how you a winner, but she keep coming in last place. Mm, that kind of. Mm. Uh, let's see. Monkey suit Dennis, you parade him. A Steve Harvey suit nigga made him. Steve Harvey suit's that bad. I don't. Th- I, mean, I well, think you have you hate. Steve Harvey, so like I don't personal personal differences is I because I mean Steve Harvey comes out with some nice suits. I, I will say that Steve Harvey's Steve Harvey comes out with suits that are nice just for him. Nah, and like guys his age, because my father would rock a Steve Harvey shit suit. Oh no, they're kind of oversized. My father would wear a Steve Harvey suit. Oh damn, see my oh my god. I mean, oh, like, look at my father. You should see my father's suit collection. <laughs> uh, like, Jesus Christ. Like, mm, yeah, I would not wear a Steve Harvey suit, even if I was Steve Harvey's age, though. <laughs> nah. The shoulder pads alone, disqualification. But, uh, but yeah, um, let's see. Confused, always felt you weren't black enough. Afraid to grow it because your fro wouldn't, wouldn't nap enough. Mm. And since you name dropped my fiance, let him know who you chose as your Beyonce. Now this is where Pusha T said Drake crossed the line. Whereas where Pusha T said, yo, Drake mentioned my fiance, well, all bets are off. So Sophie knows better as your baby mother. Cleaned her up for IG, but the stench is on her. A baby's involved. It's deeper than rap. We talking character. Let me keep with the facts. You are hiding a child. Let the let that boy come home. Deadbeat motherfucker playing Border Patrol. Ooh, Adonis is your son, and he deserves more than an Adidas press run that's real. And this and this line right here hurt my feelings. Love that baby. Respect that girl. Forget she's a porn star. Let her be your world. Yuck. Ow. Yeah. Pusha push came through. He said. Davis is like, oh. Everything is just the timing is just everything on this one because you know, mm. Pusha just put his album out, Kanye just put his album out, Drake's album is about to come out. Yep, 
And then not to mention, like, Drake has a, like, multi-million dollar deal with Adidas. Mm-hmm. And I guess allegedly, this is something that I heard. Yeah. Allegedly that that's when he was probably going to put out that he was got, that he had a son. Mm-hmm. Like, I, he was going to put it out there on an album. Yeah. So, like, he was going to do it when he was ready. Because there's some people who just don't really put their family life on social media. Right. Yeah. You know, that's their decisions, whatever. But, like... So he, I mean, he wasn't going to go all DJ Khaled on him, because mm-hmm. that kid's everywhere. <laughs> like, if you see Khaled, you mm. see a side. Yeah. Congratulations, you played yourself. Yeah. Mm. But like, but yeah, that's what I heard, that he was going to put down all that, but Pusha T just completely tarnished that, because Adenon is actually supposed to be like the name of the line, the Adidas line. Mm-hmm. Pusha T completely destroyed that. Yeah, cause yeah. now, like when at when the clo- when the line actually comes out, mm-hmm. it, what are we gonna associate it with? Yeah, the blackface. Yeah, the blackface, that wide grin, the, the you know the, 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 lips, the lips and everything. Oof. And I love how Pusha T uses the beat to this um, story of OJ. Yeah, yeah, that that was well, awesome use of that beat too. And like, mm-hmm. I'm not black. I'm Kanye. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> but yo, that line—it's like, love that baby, respect that girl, forget she's a porn star. Let her be your world. Wow. Oh man, it's like, it's like he—you have a son. Don't be a deadbeat. You know, it's it's okay. You can clean her up. You know, and it's like, wow. And and then and then the internet is always ruthless, still undefeated. Yeah. So many memes came out of this. Like there was one that showed the cover of uh, his album "Take Care," but it just says "Take care of your son." Yeah, I saw that. And <laughs> no. they put the black face. They put the black face on him. Yup. Oh my and god. And but allegedly, according to Jay Prince, that Drake Drake has a record that could basically. That's career ending. Yeah, that's so so he says. I mean, but Jay Prince, he does have tremendous clout. Yeah, and he's a game. he's been like heavily invested in Drake for years. Yeah. So on the one hand, you could see it as him trying to protect his investment or save face. Yeah. So but I mean to say that he has a career ending that Drake has a career ending disc for Pusha T, that's a mighty big boast. I think and Pusha's a credible MC. To go against Drake. Yeah. Yeah. And then Pusha T, he wasn't just spitting, you know, di- the lyrics just to diss him. He did his research. Yeah. And, and I don't know, man. Like, if Drake has this, if Drake has a secret love child with a former stripper, porn star, whatever, and he's going to deny the facts. And then this blackface thing, which Drake tried to explain as, like, some kind of art project that he did with a friend of his, I guess. Yeah, but it's still, like... It's still yeah. a bad thing. We live in yeah. insensitive times. Yeah. So it's like you gotta pick and choose your battles on this one. Oh yeah. And uh Eddie says, uh apparently even Ice Cube said Drake's all done. And when Cube says it, it must be. <laughs> I mean Cube put out the classic No Vaseline. Yeah, one of the most vicious disc records in history. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, oh, what up, Tyrone? Tyrone just joined us. Yeah, I see it. But um, 
but yeah, you know what? I, I will say that there was one uh, there was one part where uh, Pusha T did cross the line in, in his diss track where he mentioned um, one of Drake's colleagues, Ovo Forty. Oh yeah, Ovo Forty was like yeah, it's like one of Drake's best friends, and he has uh, multiple he has a uh, multiple sclerosis. Yeah, and he's saying that oh he's dying. How much time does he have left? Six. That man is six six six. <laughs> Surgical summer with it. Snip snip snip. That would be it. But you know what? That's rap. That is rap. I mean, you go hard or go home. I yeah, mean, like like I said, if you, you revert back to no Vaseline, takeover, either. Hit him up. Hit him. Oh yeah, especially <laughs> hit him up. Who shot you? Yep. Um, all those classic, all those classic disc records, and yeah, like I said it's either go hard or go home. Yeah, I mean it's like so far Drake hasn't said anything else besides the blackface thing. He hasn't put out any. Uh, yeah, he hasn't put out a couple of statements. Yeah, statements, and then apparently, um, apparently, um, Jay Prince also said that um, he he advises. I think he advised push push T to end the beef, or or he advised Drake, one of the two. Possibly, yeah. yeah. But um, but you know what? I mean, I don't think it's gonna. I mean, thank thankfully, no rap beef has gone gotten lethal since Biggie and Tupac. Yeah. So, but the culture needs this. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, come on. We've had three good rap battles within the past like three years. We mean this one. Yeah. This year, last year was Remy and Nicki. Oh, yeah. And the year before that was Drake and Meek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. Remy embarrassed Nicki with that. Yeah. Sheether. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. But... You know, I I mean, you know, hip hop thrives on competition. Battling yeah. is one of the foundations. So, you know what? I I will I will say that it needs if, if only if only to you know promote two talented artists you know and their work. Although I will say that I'm not gonna listen to Pusha T's album Daytona because that sunken place Negro Kanye uh, produced it. It's not a bad album though. It's a good album. I'm sure it is. And you know what? I like Pusha T, but I don't want to support yeah, Kanye. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, and and you know I'm I'm, I'm gonna say this too. All all y'all all y'all cats out there who who are mad at Kanye for his 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 stupid ass remarks about slavery is a choice. Oh, I'm thinking free and him rocking the make MAGA hats and whatnot, supporting Donald Trump. You you fans ain't shit because because y'all fans were talking about oh hashtag cancel Kanye West. Oh, I'm oh I'm never gonna listen to that to that dude again because oh he hate oh. But, oh, he's he's talking mad smack. He he supports Trump and all this. Y'all were right to say that you're you're gonna cancel him. Cool, but the moment that that, that dude drops his newest album, y'all y'all same motherfuckers jump hop right back in the bandwagon, all glee clad like, oh my god, yo Kanye dropped a banger, son. Yo, the, them songs are tight, son. Yo, the beats, man. And 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 it's like it's like. It's like the Men in Black uh, memory eraser thing. It's like the neuralizer. You, the neuralizer. Phew. Y'all forgot that he was a sunken place motherfucker. Y'all forgot <laughs> I, that he was supporting Trump. I never, I never said I was gonna cancel Kanye. Like I right. know he was, I know he's in the sunken place. Oh yeah. But I was like, you know what? I, I and I said, if he's doing all this, mm-hmm. he's gonna drop some heat. I've heard good. I've heard some good things about the album. The album's only seven tracks. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, you can actually listen to Pusha T. <laughs> Kanye yep. and Black Thought, who just dropped a new album. You can listen to those okay. three albums mm-hmm. oh. in a row under an hour. Oh, cool. Yo, Black like that one, I think that one's seven tracks too. 
Oh, Black Thought dropped an album? Yeah. I'm going to write that down. Y'all, I love Black Thought. See, see, Black Thought is an MC you sh- y'all should support. But, uh... But yeah, but the, but yeah, you know these these same cats, you know y'all y'all talking about cancel Kanye, and but then the minute he drops an album, the the minute some artist says some offensive and dumb dumb shit, the minute that artist drops some drops some songs with a tight beat and some catchy lyrics, y'all gonna be like, oh, I'm right there, yeah, Kanye, 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 just like just like the whole R. Kelly thing. When R. Kelly dropped those, when when it turned out that R. Kelly's a sick ass pedophile the moment he dropped chocolate factory those same motherfuckers dropped it oh step in the name, name of love. love that shit still plays i won't pronou- i mean y'all ain't shit it's a difficult situation it's a difficult situation because it's like i'll su- i'll listen to his older stuff mm-hmm. i got memories with all that i bet you do yeah shut up <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. The download video with Fancy from Jamie Foxx show, Garcelle Beauvais. How you pronounce that? Oh, Garcelle Beauvais. Beauvais, yeah. Yeah. You couldn't tell me you didn't love that video? That was a cool video. All the stuff he did with Ron. I- the- contagious. Contagious was a... Okay, Contagious was a good Still track. to this day, mm-hmm. we sit, you, everybody reenacts that song. Yeah. The video was cool, too. Yeah, it, it was. Like... Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those cases of separating the artist from the art, but uh, I will not support his new stuff. Yeah, like, I won't. Yeah, I I've been canceled R. Kelly since two thousand two, and you know what? I'm gonna have to say this too. Did you see the tape? Yeah, I did. I did. I watched it. We watched it in English class. <sighs> How are you gonna watch it in English class? <laughs> we got away with a lot of shit at that in that classroom. Yeah, shame on your high school, man. <laughs> Nothing wrong with the high school. It was just a teacher. He kind of let us get away with it. Wow. Nah, but you want you want to know something? And you know what? I'm gonna put him on blast. Shout outs to Mitch, Mr. Richardson. You would honestly love him. Really? Yeah. Like we watch, like we like watched and study movies. Oh, okay. In his class. All right. Like I, if it wasn't for him, I never would have. I never would have had the interest to watch Great Expectations. Yeah, that was a good movie. And then there was a we watch we actually like watched Coyote Ugly, but mm. he like get he like gave a he how can I say this? We got a different perspective of it mm-hmm. instead of just a movie about some chick moving into the city, yeah, to and found a way to make ends meet by dancing on a bar, right? Yeah, Tyra like, Banks was in that. Yeah, she was. Yep. But yeah, like there was like more there was like more to it and it was a, it was on a deeper level when he actually like taught us that. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So he was looking at the themes and stuff. Yeah. Okay, right on. Yeah, you would have loved his class. I'm sure I would have. I wish I had a teacher like that. Yeah. You know, apart from apart from letting y'all watch that R. Kelly tape and I think it was like ten minutes. We had like ten minutes left of class, so it was like yeah. and then somebody just had it in their computer and he was already like done for, so it was like Somebody just threw it on and we was all watching it. Yeah, that's Shane. That's that's it. That's yeah, just Shane. Saying, he didn't snitch or anything. He didn't. He wasn't watching it. But like, it's, 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 that's shame on y'all in school. But uh, but yeah, I, I was gonna say like uh, with the whole R. Kelly thing. You know, what? you know, friend of the show, Adrian Price. God damn. I saw one of his uh, posts, his album post that he's been uh, putting on Facebook lately. One of his posts was a. Uh, tp2.com is R- is the best R&B album of all time. Now explain now post what your what the second best R&B album is because there's no changing his mind. Now, I'm going to say this. 
Ooh, the best R&B album of all time. You can't really just say that because he's like, yeah. it all depends on like your, your, your memory about with it. Yeah. Like I can't say one best R&B. I have favorites. Yeah. Like Genuine's 100% album. Mm-hmm. Like I have, per I have personal fond memories of. I bet you do. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the song with a pony? No. Oh no. Pony was his first album. Oh okay. This was this was the second. Okay. Yeah. Um, Drew Hill's Enter the Drew album was fire. That was Cisco's Unleash the Dragon album was fire. That was actually. Um, Jagged Edge is Jagged Little Thrill. Mm-hmm. 112's Part 3. Yep. <laughs> 112. Uh, is that the song? Did it have the song Anywhere on it? Anywhere was the was Room 112, their second album. Room 112, okay. Part 3 was the third. Okay, yeah. Part 3 had the It's Over Now. Yeah. Don't Hate Me with Twister. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peaches and Cream. Yeah, Peaches and Cream, I, I do remember. Um Oh man, that that reminds me. Like, well, like a couple months ago, I was in New York. Yeah. Uh, and um, and I was I walked into I walked into this bookstore, and there was like this. Um, as I was walking in, there was like some older white gentleman. He looked like he was in like in his forties. Okay. And he was actually singing One Twelve Anywhere as he was walking out the store. We can do it anywhere. I can love you in the shower. But it's creepy when you sing like, it. Like, so no, like, I can imagine how he felt. Like he was singing. Like he was getting all the lyrics. I'm looking at him like. How the hell would you like looking don't at this judge, dude? Yo, like, listen, don't judge a book by this cover. Obviously, you do not because there was another time. There was one time where I was working at Advance, and we just used me and my boy Joe. Shout out to him. We used to just play mad old school, like over on the PA, not in the PA system, but in the stereo in the store, mm-hmm. like just like music from my parents' era. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy music from that era. So, um, "Funkin' for Jamaica" by Tom Brown was playing. Mm-hmm. So this white this white guy had to been about in his like fifties or sixties. Yeah. So and he was like, "Yo, that was a great song." He was like, "Oh, that was a great song right there." I'm like, "You know about this?" He said, "Listen to me. I'm a drummer." Now mm-hmm. my father's a musician, and mm-hmm. I grew up with a I grew up like knowing a lot of the like lo- a lot of local musicians. Yeah. The way he said it sound just like them. I said, "You know what? This dude knows exactly what the fuck he's talking about." Mm. Yeah, I I was like I was so wrong for judging a book by its cover. Yeah, yeah, you never know. Hey, don't. Hey, some some old seventy something year old woman could know the history of hip hop back in front. Possible. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But yeah, yeah, New York is full of crazy people. <laughs> oh yeah, you've seen the video. I used there's videos. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much what I've been up to. Like. What's up with what's up with Iron? Because I know you've been po- you've been posting some stuff lately. Oh yeah, like I've been you know posting more stuff on the on the Codex Prime Facebook page page as well as Instagram. You know, I'm trying to post a little more content. Yeah, it's about time. I can't be doing all the work. well. I am the social media chair, but I'm yeah, like, but you know, I got. I'm not the face of Codex, man. It's not just me. <laughs> yeah, you know, and my name is not Omar. Shout out to Bunny. <laughs> I love that girl though. She, yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, she'll be on the show. She'll be on the show soon. Oh, indeed. Yeah, but for me, um, I've been to, I've been up to a, a few things here and there. Um, 
there's a, I watched a couple movies and this uh, really cool uh, TV show this past uh, just just last night in fact. Uh, in fact, uh, last Friday I went and I watched this brand new sci-fi uh, film that dropped in the it's in in theaters now. It's called Upgrade. You posted it, yeah. You did post about that. You was jonesing about that. Go on ahead. Yeah, I've been jonesing about it because Upgrade is a film y'all should see. It's a movie by uh, Lee, directed and written by Lee Wannell. Uh He also he was a co-creator and writer of Saw. Okay. With uh, James Wan, and this film stars Logan Marshall Green, aka not Tom Hardy. Um, and in this in this film, it takes place in the near future. And Upgrade is about this guy uh, played by Logan Marshall Green. This guy named Gray. And and he's basically a guy who's um he's sort of like an old school old school head like he's not he's not versed in te- in technology and like the latest gadgets like mm-hmm. his his deal is like fixing cars and he like he fixes like this really souped up um this old school uh, charger I believe it was and um, he brings it to uh, he he basically builds and sells vintage cars to like high profile millionaires and whatnot. And one and one of the people that he sells the car to is this reclusive inventor. He's like this t- young twenty something who kind of looks like a clone from the Leo DiCaprio factory. And uh, and this uh, this this scientist uh, shows him this invention. It's this um, this microchip which can be embedded into your spinal column, and it can actually, you know, restore the feeling in your in your body. So if you're a, if you're p- paralyzed, you can walk again. And 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 unfortunately for uh, unfortunately for Gray, he ends up becoming the recipient of that of that chip because his his wife, him and his wife, they're ambushed as they're driving home, and his wife is killed in front of him. And um, and the same and the shooter shoots him right in the right underneath his neck, so he's still alive, but he's paralyzed; he can't move. So fast, yeah. So fast forward three months later, the same scientist comes arrives in his hospital bed and says, "Hey, man, listen, I have I have this stem, this stem invention, which can help save your life and you know help you re- rebuild." And so, and so he uh, he installs it he he installs it in his in his uh, gray's spinal column, and all of a sudden, he's able to walk again. He's able to get up from his wheelchair he can he can walk he can move his limbs just like he was able to do before before the uh incident before his wife's murder um as the movie goes on he decides to uh find out to track down the same men who killed his wife one at a time and as he's as he's going along he finds out that stem can not only not only restore his ability to walk but stem has an ai that only he can hear and the AI takes control of his body with his permission. So even though Gray normally he can't fight, you know, he can't fight, you know, like a professional, like a kung fu master or anything. As soon as the as soon as Stem asks him, "Give me permission, unlock me," and then like he says, "Permission granted," and all of a sudden, Stem takes control of his body. So it's like his body's on autopilot, and like he's doing, he's pulling off all, all sorts of combat moves. Like he's just beating the shit out of this one dude. Oh, so it's full of action. Like, f- like not full of action. It has action bur- bursts of action here and there. Okay. And like, as he's beating the shit out of this one dude, he's like, I'm sorry, man. I don't know what I'm doing, man. It's like countering every single bit of his moves and whatnot. Like, it's dope. Like, the way that it th- that it comes a- comes across. Because it's kind of like, like, he's like blocking every move, like, robotic-like. Yeah. 
and and throughout the film you kind of you kind of start to see okay where is this relationship going between gray and this ai that only he can hear and then there's a subplot which involves this detective who's played by this um this woman i forget the the actress's name but she was also in uh get out she played uh the she played the the female maid the one who goes no 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 no, no, no. Yeah, she plays a detective who tries to help out Grain and tracking down his wife's killers. And and the whole movie upgrade is absolutely dope. It's one of those it's one of those uh movies that are destined to be a cult classic. It's one of those un- under the radar movies that just like it arrives out of no out of nowhere with not much promotion. And if you look at it, even though there's no big name actors, you kind of think, oh, I don't know, I don't know about this. Yo. I'm telling you, if you're a fan of sci-fi films, if you're a fan of like of Black Mirror in terms of like the their unique premises, check out Upgrade because Upgrade does not skimp on the violence. Like when it gets violent, holy shit, like you'll be wincing in your seat. And like the way the story unfolds and how it ends, it's just like, man, bravo. Like that's how you take a unique concept and like bring it to and maximize his potential like logan marshall green as was was he was great in the film like the whole cast was, was terrific as well and um and i think logan marshall green like he was pr- he was previously in prometheus like he's he has he has what it takes to be a major star if he if he stars in more unique projects like upgrade and if he gets more a-list projects yo he can be a top top level actor because he he has it and and yo, upgrade is kind of like it, 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 there was there's kind of some similarities to Venom, which is coming out in October, um, in terms of like a symbiote that you know controls the host body, you know. And, it, but it, it's absolutely dope. But um, but if you're a fan of sci-fi films, do not sleep on Upgrade. Don't wait for it to hit Netflix. Don't wait for it to hit Redbox. See it in theaters right now. If you've got Movie Pass, use it. Even if you don't have Movie Pass, see it anyway. It's worth the money. It's dope. Oh, and the actress the actress's name was Betty Gabriel. Betty Gabriel. Oh, Betty Gabriel. Oh, yep, yep. Yep, Betty Gabriel. She was in Get Out. Yeah. Um and she's and yo, yo, shout outs to her too, yo. She's got she's got crazy potential too. So, yeah, upgrade. It's in theaters now. Check it out. You will not be disappointed if you like sci-fi and a little bit of violence to go with it. So, I saw that and uh and yeah, yeah, I apologize, Claire. Um, the the webcam does have a little trouble focusing here and there, um, but yeah, can't do much about it because it's autofocus. Uh, but um, but yes, uh, she said that she saw the preview for Upgrade the other night. So yeah, do check that out. Also, I saw another movie which is still playing in theaters because you know my girlfriend wanted to see it. Um, and plus, you know, yeah, you got to do something that she wants to do. Yeah, it can't always be about you. True. And uh, since I had Movie Pass, I'm like, yeah, why not? And I had a free movie ticket with my Star Pass uh, from Showcase. Okay. So we both got to see it for free. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, uh, we t- we caught the late show on Saturday Saturday of Breaking In. Breaking In. Oh, with guy with Gabrielle Union. Yeah. With Gabrielle Union, and it's about a mother whose um, whose house Sea gets- Cow. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was always my that was my nickname for uh, Claire. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, um, uh, Breaking In. It, it was a movie that opened a few weeks ago on Mother's Day. 
um, or around Mother's Day weekend, and uh, Gabrielle Union, she plays a mom whose uh, whose kids whose whose father's house is like this high tech smart house. Their their house is robbed by a by a gang of robbers who are looking for a safe, which is said to include like millions of dollars, four million dollars. And so the robbers they overtake the house. Um, Gabrielle Union is trapped outside, and she's doing whatever it takes to to break to break back in the house and rescue her kids. Uh, the movie is basically just a bigger budget Lifetime Channel movie. I had a feeling. It really I, was. I, I had a feeling. Yeah, I, I, I as I watched the trailer, I looked at it as Tyler Perry trying to make a version of like what was that movie with Halle Berry got her kids kidnapped? Oh, kidnap. Yeah. <laughs> Carl Burr strikes again. <laughs> Forgot the name of the movie. Shut up. <laughs> but um, it, it it looked like a Tyler Perry version of that. Uh, except that this one was actually competently directed and wasn't trying to be funny or unintentionally funny. Uh, I just like watched it. I was like, uh, yeah. I'm not gonna go out of my way. If I had Movie Pass, yeah, I would use it for that. I wouldn't pay to see that. Yeah, like if you had movie pass and if like your girlfriend wanted to see it, you'd be like, okay, sure. sure yeah. But but yeah, it was. I mean, it was nothing special. Like it wasn't terrible, but it was strictly Redbox, strictly straight to Netflix. Yeah, like one of those movies you watch because you're absolutely bored and you saw everything else that was good. No, you. I, of course, and also it was like I don't know. I got that that Beyonce movie obsessed. Yeah. I got that feel out of it too. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like it's totally predictable. It unfolds and ends just exactly how you would expect. Yeah. Um, I will say that I'll say that the audience that we saw it with, because we saw it at Providence Place Mall. Oh, um, yeah. Oh Lord, indeed. Um, so the audience made it. It made it more a little bit more enjoyable than it otherwise would have, because there were like points where they were talking at the screen, and then there were points where like. Like some some woman in front of me was like, "Oh no, why would you do that? Don't go in there." And it's like, and I'm thinking in my head, okay, either they don't see that many movies, or they're just genuinely having a good time, or they think, or they know the, or they know that the movie's whack, and they're just trying to salvage the, <laughs> the experience. But, but yeah, the audience made it slightly better, so it was kind of like a Tyler Perry effect, you know, making a whack movie enjoyable, at its expense. <laughs> But yeah, breaking in. It's like the rest of Fantasy Warfare group, the get the event threads during the Roman Reigns match. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, like if there's a Roman Reigns match, like you just you have your own fun. It's like we throw our own beach balls, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but uh but yeah, breaking in. Um yeah, see it if you're bored and you know, if you got movie pass, eh, why not? Because until this Friday there's nothing else in theaters. If, unless not this Friday. Ocean's eight. Well, Ocean's Eight. Uh, Hereditary, which looks dope. It's a horror film. Okay. Um, hopefully, First Reformed comes out. It's a movie with Ethan Hawke and Cedric the Entertainer. Yeah, that looks really dope. It's got a, it's playing in Boston right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, but um, I saw that, and then um, I also saw this dope show, this brand new show on FX. It comes on Sundays at ten o'clock. It's called Pose. And Pose is a dope show. It's created by Ryan Murphy, Brian Falchuk, and Stephen Canals. 
And it's a movie that it's a movie. It's a show that takes take, that takes place in 1987, and it explores the uh, the drag queen subculture in New York City, and it and it has a a cast of uh, transgender uh, uh, women uh, uh, actresses playing in it, and it, and it's an ensemble, so it focuses focuses on different characters, and it's it's a really dope show. Like it's it's really cool. Like it focuses on um this one group and and the subculture of the drag queen subculture and like how they're different houses, if you will, and they compete against each other. It's like and like voguing, like voguing. It's like part voguing, part fashion show kind of. Yeah, that's like a phenomenon. Though. Yeah, voguing is a. Yeah, and yo, I. I I remember, I remember, I remember, like I was walking in the house, when, like with a whole bunch of us in my family. We like all lived in one room. It was like sixteen of us in one house. Damn. And they just happened to be on YouTube and just watching Vogan competitions. I'm like, what the hell are you guys watching? I'm like, yeah. yo, this is Vogan. Yeah. And like, it's like a real like epidemic with it. So <laughs> I watched like a couple of seconds of it. I'm like, well, damn. Yeah, you know what. Just and I, and I like yo, let's play Call of Duty, and then that's what that just kind of <laughs> like like there were some there were some scenes like that took that takes place in this ballroom, and they have like these events called balls where they have uh, the competitions voguing, and yo like there's some there's some similar similarities between voguing and pop locking and a little bit of break dancing in it in it. Yeah, that's what I that's what I saw too because that's what I initially thought I saw. Like I thought they was like because they were getting into it. I was already you know I've already had like. I've already retired, mm-hmm. been retired for a couple of years and stuff. Yeah. Good amount of years, actually. I retired at 18. Mm. But <laughs> yeah, you didn't even reach your peak. I did. At 18? Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, no, it was, I mean, it was bitter. <laughs> I, I could have achieved more, but, but anyway, but, that's what I thought they were watching. Yeah. So I'm like, yo, I'm like, who, who's popping? I'm like, what y'all, what's this? And I'm like, yo, this is Vogan. I'm like, what? Y'all watching this, and then I'm like, yeah. Oh, he did that. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, let's play Call of Duty. <laughs> that just snapped. That just snapped. Our Call of Duty matches were serious. I bet. To the point where my mom was like, doesn't even like care for video games. Like she was entertained by us playing it. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, like the Vulcan scenes were hot. Like, like there's this one character named uh, D- Damon who's um. So this 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 young black man who is unfortunately he gets disowned by his Christian parents. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty cliche. Yeah, his his father goes, "You're dead to me." Throws his stuff out, and his mother slaps him across the face. Yep. Says, "Don't you ever come back here?" And he's like sleeping on park benches, and then mm-hmm. like this this woman named Blanca finds him, and she's trying to start up her own house called the House of Evangelista. And so she recruits him because she sees his dancing talent. And this kid, Damon, yo, the actor who plays him, Ryan Jamal Swain, yo, I don't know if he, he's probably a dancer in real life because this dude was nice with it. He was sick with it. Like, he was doing all this, pop-locking and contorting his body, just, like, doing all this and, and whatnot, just, like, getting it, getting into it, the face and whatnot. And just, like, I was like, yo, this kid is just, I was take I yo I was yo I wanted to Vogue too. I can get my Vogue on too. Like I'm not part of the drag queen subculture, but just for the voguing, I, I can do the voguing. Let a brother Vogue. Hashtag let a brother Vogue. But anyway, why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> that was too good. I'm just saying. That was just too good. I'm just saying. But yo, he, yo, this 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 kid. Uh, this is gonna be. You do realize that this is gonna be the still shot when I post this episode on Instagram. Right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. By all means, but yo, Ryan Jamal Swain, yo, 
I I want to see more from this from this actor because yo know, he put he held it down. Um, I, I love the characters in it. Um, you have this uh, this other this other woman. Um, I forget her name. She like I think her name is uh, Electra. And she's and she's running this uh, this other house, and she's like she's like very RuPaulish, like she articulates every single one of her words. She's very pretentious, very bougie, like the definition of bougie. And she's just like, you know, lording her, her second definition. I don't know who the who the first is, but anyway, you. no, shut up. <laughs> I am the most down to earth person you meet, but uh, okay. but yo, like she like she's like all about authenticity, like she's all about like like promoting her brand of drag like her brand of realness mm-hmm. and like that's why uh blanca uh who's part of, who is part of her house that's why she wants to strike out on her own and do her thing and then there's a subplot which involves evan peters who plays quicksilver, quicksilver. yep he plays like this uh this this uh this white collar like up-and-coming dude who's working for trump tower and his boss is played by james vanderbeek <laughs> Right, <laughs> I don't want your life. <laughs> and like, it's, they're basically like '80s yuppies to the core. And like Evan Peters, like he has a wife played by Kate Mara. They have three daughters. They're living like the upper upper class lifestyle. They're rich and all. The, they're rich. They got money to burn. They're like all about the '80s '80s greed and excess. Like like tailored suits and all. But Evan Peters' character Stan has a double life. Because you see, when he's not at work and when he's not at home with his wife and kids, he's traveling to the uh, the port side of New York City, and he and he uh, and he uh, he starts to fall for this uh, this woman, this uh, this this transgender woman named Angel, who uh, who's also part of the drag queen like Vogue and subculture, mm-hmm. and she and on and she's a streetwalker on the side, and. Um, and she starts to fall, and you could tell that her that her and Stan have a thing, like they have a chemistry going on. So even though, and 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 Evan Peters plays it interesting because, like, on the one hand, you could you can kind of see him be like, oh, I would never do this, but you could tell that like it's more than just like the thrill of sleeping with a woman outside besides his wife. It's more than just you know him, you know, the thrill of sleeping with a transgender woman. It's it's him discovering that he himself is basically gay, but he's like he he can't admit it to anyone, not even himself. Like his 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 wife and the kids are basically the the beard, the cover, and this is what he really is. So as as I was watching it, it was kind of interesting. It was like, hey, you know what? Come on, man, don't be scared of who you is. So what do you got away from three kids? It's all right. Leave leave them behind. Live your live live your authentic self. You know. I mean, it's going to be a little bit messy, but come on, what what isn't in life? But I'm interested in seeing how their storyline is going to play out because I don't think it's going to end well for either one of them. But I don't know. We'll I haven't see. seen you this excited since Empire started. Yo, I'm telling you, it, it, like Pose is a good sh- is a it's a damn good show. Like, yo, FX always brings the heat. Like, th- I gotta, I gotta watch more of their shows. Like, I still gotta watch Legion and um, Sons Ta- of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy, Taboo. I was talking Tom about, Marty. I was talking about our our arrangement. Like, I start watching Breaking Bad, you start watching Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm almost done with The Office. Okay. So, well, damn. I oh. still got Agents of Shield. Well. If you if you do get on the FX bandwagon, do watch Atlanta though. Atlanta, that's one you should yeah, definitely I think that's look on into. Hulu, I believe. 
Uh, the first season is on Hulu. Oh, okay. The second one, like, um, well, it depends on your cable provider. Do you have Verizon or Cox? Uh, Cox. Cox. Yeah, then you can go on FX's website, and you can, like, put in your log- login and whatnot, and you can yeah. watch the shows for, for free. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, yeah, Pose, it's a dope show. It comes on Sundays at 10 o'clock on FX. Check it out if you're a fan of, like, if you want to see what this the uniqueness of the drag queen subculture and all this and the drag king subculture from what I hear too and voguing. Yo, yo. I was going to say, please don't do that again. Listen, man, I want to get my Vogue on. Uh, yo, Vogue says, it's a, yo, I, I had no idea how dope it actually, a dope, a dance style it actually is. Like, like incorporating pop lock into it. Like some people get nice, sick with it, dude. I'm telling you. Yo, I, I can do it. I can do it. Let a brother do it. All right? It's all about self-expression. You know what I'm saying? It's all about, you know, expanding our personal art. You know, you what I'm, know I'm ready to meme the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the 80s fashion too? Come on, man. The, the, the shoulder pads? Nah, actually not. Nah. Who wants to see me meme Victor in some Vogue pictures? <laughs> Strike a pose. Now grab your stomach and pat your head. Just let her brother Vogue. Thank you, Claire. Hashtag let her brother Vogue. Hey, he's free to do whatever he wants. By the way, tell Ben I said what's up. Word. (laughs) But yeah, um, other than that, man, um, not not, not too much. You made some purchases. Made some purchases. Um, I I did purchase uh, issue five because I'm catching up on... uh, Issue five of Doomsday Clock, uh, which is the uh, it's a DC DC uh, Rebirth conclusion. It's okay. uh, the twelve part. It's a twelve part miniseries. It's going to conclude next summer. And uh, issue five, it's actually pretty dope. You know, it's got some got some more revelations um, between um, basically where the Watchmen uh, they visit the DC universe. And if you're not, if by the way, if you're not into, um, if you're not into the DC uh, comic side of things, forget their movies because John, even John Haponic knows deep down that the DC EU movies are trash, except for Wonder Woman. But look at look to at the end. Yeah, well, I, I, I like the end. I like the end. It wasn't perfect, but I like the end. But look at look at the DC Rebirth line. Like DC is killing it with the comics. Like their their Rebirth series. Um, look at uh, Batman Rebirth, Green Arrow, Flash. Even Superman is dope. I'm telling you, Deathstroke is good. Uh, Wonder Woman, of course. Um, the Green Lanterns, that's pretty good too. Like, like you'd be hard pressed to find something totally bad in the DC Rebirth side of things. Uh, as far as Marvel goes, as far as the comics go, kind of hard to find find something that's just as interesting. Listen, Kyle. Listen, Kyle. <laughs> Listen, Kyle. I saw your comment. You will not. You First will. Time he said Wonder Woman was trash too, but you will yeah. not. You will not trash Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is one of the great comic book films of the last two years. Like, I will Pepsi challenge Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is better than Guardians Two. It's better than Thor Ragnarok. Um, Ragnarok was good. Uh, Ragnarok was good. I, I had issues with it. Um, you you will not you will not trash my my homegirl Gal Gadot. You will not trash my homegirl Patty Jenkins. Yo, Wonder Woman is the truth. Let me ask you something, Kyle. 
name one. Can you name a a solo female led a Marvel superhero film? Can you? I'll I'll wait. You can't, can you? Exactly. Well, it was Elektra, but it was garbage. Yeah, well, that's not part of the MCU, though. Oh, there you hasn't know. been one yet. Captain Marvel was. Oh yeah, out. oh yeah, true. Captain Marvel is coming out, which I'm sure is going to be dope. I mean, Brie uh, Larson. Ant Man and the Wasp, and we already know that the Wasp is going to steal the show. Oh yeah, it's true. Um, but yeah, Marvel Marvel still's got they still have a lot of catching up to do on the on the solo tip. I mean, Captain Marvel is coming out though. But and, and no, no. Technically, hold up. Well, Black Panther. They have a lot of catching up with. They kind of like they've been they nailed it with Black Panther. They have, yeah. And DC yeah. hasn't. DC all DC has is Cyborg. Yeah. Like, are we really gonna? <laughs> let's just let's just answer this question. Are we gonna have that same energy with Cyborg that we did with Captain America? <laughs> I mean, with Black Panther. Absolutely not. not. Mm-hmm. No. Um, I mean, I, leave it to John. John, he, he'll be the lone cheerleader. Leave it to John to say that Cyborg was better than Black Panther. Dude, Cy, Cyborg looked like aluminum foil with Christmas lights in it. Pretty much. And 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 you know what? Aluminum foil with Christmas lights would have shown more personality than the actual actor. Yeah, he was like just dead. <laughs> Captain Marvel will be garbage and will be a poor man's woman, Wonder Woman. Oh, <laughs> uh, leave it he to... He knew it! <laughs> he was ready. Oh yeah, um, but you know, I, I will say this: Jessica Jones. Oh yeah, Jessica Jones. It's a TV show, but yeah, TV show. But yeah, Jessica Jones. I will say holds her own. But I will, I will put Jessica Jones close to Wonder Woman, neck and neck, neck and neck. I will say Jessica Jones was able to push the envelope more than Wonder Woman, though. Oh, of course, you know, being a TV show, show on Netflix. Netflix yeah. yeah, but um. Oh yeah, Luke Cage's homegirl. Oh, I think he's talking about uh, Misty, Misty Knight. Knight. Okay. Yeah. There is one something yeah. that I did pick up. It's called Shield Rebirth. Oh. I yeah. put this in there. Yep. It's actually I just picked it up and it was highly recommended by uh, Jim Savard and Reagan, yep. who um who owns our friendly neighborhood Rock Coco's collectible store. Yep. And it's actually um the concept is like Leonardo da Vinci, Raphael, you know, Raphael and the rest and some of the other um re- masters of the Renaissance. Mm-hmm. They're members of Shield. Oh. They are original members of Shield, so that's dope. Uh, that's a real interesting concept and mm. I, for some reason they did they did um numbers 1 through 4 and then stopped it and it's going to pick up again. Okay. Because it's been like so high in demand, so I'm mm. Really looking forward to actually like sitting down and reading this. Yeah. Also, what I look forward to reading too. Oh yeah. Back, because you demanded it. Yes. The world's greatest comic magazine is back. It'll be coming back in June. Yep. This month, in fact. My Showed Fantastic up. Four. Yes. Obviously, this is a Marvel previews uh, issue from that I got from the comic book store. But I mean, mm-hmm. I cannot wait to see what they've been up to, what they're gonna do with it. Since Reed Richards has been around um, building multi, building the rebuilding the multiverse after mm-hmm. the events of the Secret War. Okay. Like, um, amped, and I always love the Fantastic Four ever since the like the cartoon from the '90s with the cheesy ass um, oh, theme the- song. I'm actually gonna find it. I like the theme song. I remember that theme song. 
Yo, uh, Fantastic Four, I'm very pleased to see it coming back to the comics fold because I know Marvel actually discontinued it for a while. Yeah. Because the movies were so shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, especially the last one that came out three years ago with Josh Trank. Ugh. Uh, right now, Carl's looking up the Fantastic Four animated series theme from the 90s. From yeah, yep. I got it. I just got to wait for the, for the ad to stop. Yeah. Cheesy as shit. It certainly was. <laughs> okay. That's enough of that, but yeah, I used to. Silver uh, Surfer ain't dead. No, Silver Surfer's line's been cut. They've been, con- it's been continues. Yeah, I'm in- I'm interested. Um, and you know what? I'm gonna pick up. I, I usually don't pick up uh, single issues that uh, that often, but I will pick up issue one of Fantastic Four, and uh, and and see where it goes. Because you know, if there's no there's no other series that does that's been desperate, pleading, begging for a complete clean slate. Dude, a lot of these variant covers are fire. Yeah, they I are. Mean, especially like this one by Alex Ross. Like, oh yeah. Alex Ross, one of the all-time great artists. Yeah, I, I will definitely pick it up. It's coming out this month, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So if it when it hits uh, comic book shelves, I will pick up a copy. Oh, Lord knows I will. I've been waiting for this. Yeah, man. Because uh, and plus now that um, I think Disney and Marvel have the film rights back. Uh, is I, it official? Well. I don't think it's official yet because last like, I heard like Comcast is trying to sneak into the deal now. Oh really? Oh they're trying to buy Fox instead of yeah. Disney. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, because Disney and Fox they haven't been finalized yet. Right. Okay. Well, even so, it's like, hmm. You know what? Thinking about that with Co- with Comcast now in the mix to buy Fox, I kind of hope that they do because I don't want Disney to have a complete monopoly on. No, and that I understand at least just. At least let us have Fantastic Four in it. Just the Marvel properties. Yeah. Just give us the Marvel properties and we'll be good. Yeah. Okay. Cox can do whatever. Comcast can do whatever they want. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm sorry. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, and and also speaking of other comic book news, we got some interesting ones. One that I posted last week on our Facebook page, and it has been confirmed that Jamie Fox will be pl- playing Spawn. In Todd McFarlane's film, Reboot. Um, and it's going to be Todd McFarlane's directorial debut as well. Now, the, here's the interesting part. Uh, McFarlane says that the film will be a creep movie. Yes. And this will feature Spawn as more of a monster that, that lurks in the shadows instead of a traditional superhero. So this means that Jamie Foxx's Spawn will not be the main character or focus in the upcoming film. Instead, the, the main protagonist is going to be the private, private investigator, Twitch Williams. Right. And he and he's gonna follow it from his perspective and see Spawn from his perspective, and so uh, in an interview with Sci-Fi, keeping in with the with that spirit of the film, McFarlane also said that there won't be any hero shots of Spawn in the film or in its advertising. As a Spawn fan, I'm actually like I'm really looking forward to it because it's a different take. Yeah, you know, what I mean, it's actually something different. Like we get the usual. I mean, we yes, we do get the usual superhero movies where like, you know, it's 
all about the superhero. Dun, 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 and yeah, mm-hmm. it's completely. It's a whole different take. Yeah. Um, I was a little iffy about it at first because it's like, uh, you know, like I don't know. Just but it was it was just nervous for change. Mm-hmm. I was nervous about the change about yeah. something different. But I'm actually looking forward to it. I wanted I wanted to bring back Michael Jai White. I definitely agree with you. Mm-hmm. But let's see what let's see if Jamie Foxx can resurrect himself. Yeah. He wasn't that bad as Electro that's because I just thought the movie was pretty good mm-hmm. like I enjoyed the movie yeah uh, Spider- Spider-Man 2 mm-hmm. yeah but I think I think I think he can do Spawn but I would I would have loved to see Michael Jai White come back well I mean I'd be, I, I'm a fan of Michael Jai White but I think that him coming back it would have given people the impression that it was a sequel that that I that I understand that and yeah. also, for one thing, that Todd McFarlane is actually getting the Spawn movie that he wanted. Yeah. Because what we got back in 97? Yeah. Ugh. The studio got in the way. Among other things. Yeah, the studio got in the way, and it wasn't the right time for something like that. No. I mean, it was just because the simple, simple fact like Spawn was like the hottest thing out right at that time. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. So, like, of course, you know, a Spawn movie was high in demand, but then, like, but like I mentioned earlier, the studio got in the way, so they had to do what he did. I thought John, honestly, John Leguizamo wasn't bad as clown. Uh, I disagree. He 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 was no, because he was like, have you followed Spawn? Um, to a fair degree, like. He, Clown was goofy like that. He was sinister. I mean, of course, they had to lighten it up because he was a much more darker personality. Mm-hmm. But they did. But they had to lighten it up. But they lightened it up for that movie. Mm-hmm. Thanks, you know, thanks to the studio. Yeah, but but I think if you let him be like that dark, John Leguizamo possibly could have nailed it. Uh, because Clown was he was an, he was annoying. He, he was, was darker, but he was annoying. He was super annoying. In yeah, the but movie. that was the cl- that was the character, and uh, John Leguizamo was annoying. Yeah, but but that but that worked against that worked to the film's detriment because I wanted to I was right I was this close to like pressing stop. Yeah, but it was that that I blame the studio on that one. Yeah. Um, who could play clown though nowadays? Oh, here's here's a choice, Kevin Hart. No, no. <laughs> he's got the height. Yeah, he's got the height. But yeah, no. No, he, he. I wouldn't. I wouldn't let him do that. Nah. <laughs> oh man, Keegan Michael Key. <laughs> you good? No. I don't know. But the but one thing I just thought, and I just thought of this. Mm-hmm. You seen um the ninety the nineteen ninety six Romeo and Juliet? Yeah. John Leguizamo playing Tibalt. Yep. Remember how kind of dark he was then? Oh yeah. He could. That just shows his potential that he could have been. He could have been like clown. Yeah. He, uh, he could have been that clown if the script was darker and if Todd McFarlane got the movie that he wanted to make back in oh, '97. Yeah. Oh yeah, and John John Leguizamo has always been a fantastic actor too. Yeah, I saw a really. I remember seeing a really messed up bit movie with him in it. Oh yeah. 
The Babysitters. I never heard of it. Really, it was on net. It was on Netflix for a while. Like I know, I think it's took it. I think they took it down right mm. now. But it was about like these high school girls mm. who started a babysitting service. Mm. But then, like, like it was started. For, it was one girl. She yeah. was she would babysit people's kids, and then they would have the fathers drop them off. And then she went up sleeping with the fathers for money. What the hell? Yeah, it was, I told you it was fucked up. Jesus. And then it turns out like she started, you know, she started getting that extra money. Not only the babysitting money, but basically the prostituting money. Mm-hmm. Then she ended up recruiting some of her homegirls. Oh man. And so she was kind of, and they were all doing the same thing, and they, she was kind of pimping them out. Damn. That was a really fucked up movie. Uh, yeah, I bet it. Yeah, I don't know about right. It's up your alley. You like fucked up shit. Yeah, I mean, I, I like stuff that pushes the envelope. That put that movie <laughs> would push the envelope. <laughs> but yeah, you know, Spawn. I'm. It's, it's got crazy potential. And, yeah. Oh yeah, it does. Yep. And Todd McFarlane he says that uh, he's uh taking advice from Jamie Foxx and other experienced actors on set to help shape the movie to his vision. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I follow him on um I follow him on Facebook. Like he's always hitting us up with news, so and like his drawing tips. Mm-hmm. Nice. Like he just says, "Hey, I'm gonna draw. I'm gonna do a quick drawing of Black Panther, and he'll like do it in like ten minutes." Nice. And of course, and I just do it along with him. Oh, sweet. <laughs> That's what's Trying up. to get my drawing hand back again. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We should we should we should start our own comic. <laughs> I thought about that. We'll have way too many creative yeah. differences. <laughs> we really would. Let's be real. <laughs> uh, this 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 story's too smart. We gotta dumb it down. It's too dark. It's too depressing, man. Get rid of the cancer, Vic. What the fuck? <laughs> oh man. Everything doesn't have to be criterion and cancer. Come on, man. That's 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 not what I'm about. <laughs> Just look at your track record. Man. Got 123 episodes. <laughs> oh, uh, spe- speaking of speaking of shows that that are on their deathbed, hopefully Andrew Lincoln is about is gonna be leaving The Walking Dead after season nine. So Rick Grimes will be in six episodes next season, and according to the website Collider, AMC in response has offered more money to Norman Reedus to remain on the show and take over in the leading role. When Andrew Lincoln leaves, it's, that's how you know AMC. Just that—that's how you know. Just put the you should have just last season's ending should have been the perfect series finale. Mm. That and that would have been it. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. But I think Maggie's leaving too. Yeah, because she has another show coming up. I think she's only going to be in a half dozen episodes too next season. So, yeah, I mean, The Walking Dead, man, it's it, you got to put that It's time to put it to bed. Yeah. Put it put it to pasture, you know. The the, the show is like it's it's the undertaker of modern no, shows, shit. man. See, why you always got to take shots at me, man? <laughs> why you, 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 you there was no need for that. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, a Walking Dead, Dead Man. I mean, no, it was right there. No, 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 you're being a dick. The pieces were right there, no, Carl. <laughs> But you know, Walking Dead, like it's been long in the, long in the tooth, and you know, after the major deaths from from last season, from what I read, it's like, yeah, the show's been run its course. Yeah, and you know, 
I mean, and, and I think that you know, making a uh, Daryl, Daryl Dixon, the the main character, it's a desperate plea. It's it's it sounds desperate. Yeah, because Daryl should have died like a couple seasons ago if they wanted no, to make it No, what they should have done is that, that they should have just went from Terminus mm-hmm. to Negan. Yeah. They could have skipped those, what, two, three seasons of filler? Mm-hmm. And just, they, they, we could have done we could have done without that. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know, man. I mean, you're, you're still watching Walking Dead, right? Just With very little interest. That's what's up. You know, you're you're taking one for the team. That's what's <laughs> yeah. up. Because, like I said, nine was this eight years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, since 2010, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Eight years. I, I just got. I gotta see it through. Yeah. Yeah. 2010. Damn, this decade's almost over, dude. What, what were we doing in 2010? What the fuck was I doing in 2010? Uh, working at events and. I was like one year deep and refocus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I was doing absolutely nothing of note. Oh, you had your V knowledge on cinemas. Oh, that was in 2013. Really? Yeah. 2013. 2010. I think I was still having, I still had a, a blog at the time. Yeah. Man, 2010. Come a long way. Yeah. And uh, last last headline here, uh, Warner Brothers has a short list for their Willy Wonka prequel movie. So so Warner Brothers, they're making a Willy Wonka prequel film, and it's going to be directed by uh, Paul King, who directed the Paddington movies. And they have three actors in mind to play the title character. Donald Glover, Ryan Gosling, and The Flash himself, Ezra Miller. Yeah. I say first off, Donald Glover belongs to Disney. With yeah. with Spider Man Homecoming and now Solo. Oh, he's he's kicking up as he should. He he belongs to Disney at this point. <laughs> um, I guess Ryan Gosling would be my pick. Yeah, he's a Ryan Gosling's a terrific actor. Like so, he, I mean, yeah, I guess hmm. sure maybe. Like, like if if you're if you're gonna make a Willy Wonka film a prequel, like and and if you cast Donald Glover, like just go all out, make make it a woke version, like this is the Chocolate Factory, like have like this is America but takes place in the Chocolate Factory, right? Shut up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we, we we don't need that. I mean, I can I can hear the meme machine, the internet meme machine, going hard at work already. But yeah, the we no the world has not asked for a Willy Wonka prequel film, man. I mean, that's, I mean, the leave the memories alone. The, the Gene Wilder is timeless. The Gene Wilder films timeless always will be. The Tim Burton Johnny Depp one was horrifying. Didn't see it. Yeah, but I, that's Tim Burton. Like I expect. Yeah, and but also it's like you know it's Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. It's like why reinvent the wheel, you know? It's like it's 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 like it's like you 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 ended it's like it's like it's like it's like what would happen if HBK came back to the ring? He ended his career on the perfect note. He did, yeah. Like like Ric Flair ended his WWE in ring career. Okay, yeah. on the perfect note. You know, 
don't don't go back to the well. Leave the memories alone. They'll always be there. Why? You know that was the name of Rick, like Rick Flair's like retirement song. Oh, leave the memories. That alone. was the name of the song. That's kind of ironic, considering yeah. like he went to TNA after. <laughs> well, that's because WWE wouldn't let him do anything. Yeah. Speaking of which, I, I posted this. I posted this up like a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. So Shaky, Shady Records artist West Side Gun is naming his forthcoming album Chris Benoit. Jesus Christ. That's that's provocative. I was very interested. <laughs> and he also released a the track listing too, which is Well, he's no he's a known wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. Like him and his brother have a rap group and they call themselves Hall and Nash. Nice. <laughs> so I mean the track listing is Big Homie Arn. Mm-hmm. Arn Anderson. Okay. Gods Don't Bleed. Dean Malenko. Right. Brutus. Mm-hmm. Amherst Station, RVD, Elizabeth, Mean Jean, mm-hmm. Stefan Don, Sabu, <clears throat> Brossface Brippler. Oh, he's a crip, right? Blood, blood. Blood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Spanish Jesus, The Steiners, Rick Martel, West Side, WrestleMania 20, and an AA outro. Okay. And the back cover is actually Chris Benoit doing the crossface crippler on what it looks like MVP. Yeah. In a depiction of what appears to be Jesus. Huh. Okay, then. And the front cover is a picture of Chris Benoit with three eyes. Yeah. Oh. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Uh... I, I I like to know the reasoning for for picking Chris Benoit as the title and image of his album. Like, is it just to a controversy? Is it just to um, like stir up a conversation? Is it is it a tribute to the man himself and his in ring career? Um, I don't know, man. That it, it just it it kind of smacks a bad taste, I think. Yeah, because it's like. Because the man murdered his wife and son, and before killing himself, right? And like, I, I, I'd be more comfortable if he named it if his album was Eddie Guerrero. That would be a hundred percent across the board. I'd be like fine a story with that. of redemption. Yeah, something like that. But like Chris Benoit, it's like, yeah, you're just opening up a whole can of worms that doesn't need to be opened. You know, I'm not comfortable with that choice yeah, at all. Dorian Marquise Johnson, he says, West Side Guns the man. And he stays and he stays showing love to wrestling legends. Sometimes it's good to expound artistically on things an individual did to inspire you to better to a better life than focus on the tragedy that undercuts their life's work. We knew Chris we knew Benoit for his ring skills and should remember him for that. Amplifying the tragedy tragedy would be a disservice disservice in my opinion, as the damage is already done. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can see, I can, I can see what he says. I mean, that's a fair point. But I will, I will, I would argue that the the tragedy itself is so is so great that it automatically exactly. undoes and damages his legacy. Yeah, it does. Yeah, like but, you rarely see, like they, like he has his matches on the network, but there are some that they didn't put out. Like they just recently put out the uh, championship match that he had with Stone Cold back in two thousand and one with the ten German su- suplexes. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! They recently just put that back up. Wow, dang! This is this is like quietly putting back matches on the low. Yeah, 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 man. 
say, yeah, like like I would say with Chris Benoit, like like the man himself, like if 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 it were a case where he took his own life, or if he just like and left his family alone, like as tragic as that would have been, we would have still had the respect for him right. as fans. But looking at his matches now, I could still watch one of his matches, but I'll always have it in front of my mind. This guy's a murderer, <laughs> no matter what. Yeah. Um. Also, we had. Oh, I yeah. put you in a meme. Yes, you did. <laughs> it was, I put Victor's face over the change my mind guy that said, and the sign said, Harlem Nights suck. Which it does. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. So, and oh, Kendrick Reed, on the, face, on the Facebook page, uh, puts the angry Della Reese face from that classic, you shot my pinky toe scene. Yep. Kyle Chapman Sr. just says, has Michael Jordan saying, stop it. Get some help. <laughs> Brand, Brandon F. actually says, you must have something in your eye. You must have something in your eye. Well, get it out your eye. Well, get it the fuck out your eye. And roll the, what? Get it the fuck out your eye, you, mother, you blind motherfucker, and roll the dice. And then I had to go, I ain't going to be too many more motherfuckers here. <laughs> and of course, your little bougie ass goes, I'm still perplexed by the fact that Harlem Knights has such comedic has so much comedian royalty and yet it's still and it's a gift of a dumpster yep it's still trash <laughs> on the instagram oh, man. let's see Ooh, no 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 Shit, i think i deleted it delete <laughs> aj presents the greater good shout out to them they've been wanting to work with they've been wanting to collaborate with us for a grip word I ought to report y'all for this. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you. Harlem Nights was the Eddie was Eddie Murphy's Pluto Nash of the eighties. It was hashtag yuck, yuck. It was Pluto Nash of the eighties. Boss Hog says Harlem Nights is a freaking classic. Hmm. I Spock shout out to Spock of Summer. Hmm, I don't know. I never saw the movie. He's not missing anything. Huh? He's not missing anything. Yes, he is. Quick. <sighs> and of course, Blake on time was like, wow, really? Yeah. So unfortunately, none of them did anything to try to change your mind. Although everybody's just rather mad at you for that. <laughs> <laughs> so should we at least get into question of the week? Oh, yes. All right. So last week's question of the week was name a movie everyone loves, but you don't. Um, I pissed you off by saying Finding Nemo. Uh, you had you said Harlem Nights and a host of others. Mm-hmm. So, Case Dos Santos says Harry fucking Potter. <laughs> Never read nor watched the movies. I get the look. I get the look all the time. I get the look all the time. I don't care about a boy with a stick and his friends. I got real shit to worry about, <laughs> dude. It's a girl. Hey, lady, it's not about a boy and his stick and his friends. That 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 is a that is an ex, that is an extremely gross oversimplification. That's like saying that the Lord of the Rings movies was about people walking to a volcano. Was it? No, there was way more than that. There were there were it was an epic journey of friendship and family and loyalty and sacrifice. But where were they going? To Mount Doom. What was Mount Doom? A volcano. All right, then. 
Miss A.A. Francis says Hustle and Flow. Come on now. Hustle and Flow. I enjoyed Hustle and Flow. I went to the movies to see that one. That was a great movie. Yeah. Friend of the show, Jim Savard says, Deadpool's one and two both sucked ass. <laughs> of course. Of he, course he, he just doesn't like comedic superheroes. Yeah. Clerks in Iron Man 2 and 3. I'll agree with you on Iron Man 2. Iron Man 3, kind of. Mediocre at best. Yeah. Mediocre at worst. Yeah. And Isaac B.T. said, well, Isaac B.T. says E.T. Listen, y'all don't know what the F y'all talking about. Here's one that I disagree with. Happiest pace on earth says Forrest Gump. I love Forrest Gump. Me too. I love Forrest Gump. Jen, eh? Loved it. Every time I watch that movie, I was like, I'm learning something new. Yeah. I'm not a smart man, yeah. but I do know what love is. I got to show you. the Somebody on YouTube like redid it as a horror movie. And they oh. made like Forrest look like some type of creepy-ass stalker. It's actually <laughs> quite hilarious. Oh, I got to see that. All right. <laughs> and then Jump In, Jump In Social says Rocky won. Speaking of Rocky, there's also a... Uh, they said, what if they did a 30 for 30 for Rocky IV? Mm-hmm. Hilarious. Oh, I got to see that. Hilarious. I can show it to you after the show. Okay. Uh, John Haponic says, pretty much every Marvel movie, especially Age of Ultron, damn it, and the supervillain, hate just rises again. Damn, I can't wait till he comes. Yo, when yeah. he comes, it's a wrap. Oh, yeah. We're going to bury him. Yes. It's a wrap. <laughs> And Jessica Concussion says Wedding Crashes. Wedding Crashes was fun. Oh, that movie was trash. That was fun. Jesus Christ, y'all depressing people. Hey, listen. Wedding Crashes was not funny in the slightest. I enjoyed Wedding Crashes. I had fun. Yeah, of course you did. Yes, I like to have fun. Excuse the fuck out of me. Even if the movie's whack. Wedding Crashes wasn't whack. I mean, it's not an Oscar-winning, stick-up-the-ass movie. I'm not saying it has to be, but at least it has to be funny. It didn't succeed at that. It did. Nah. Mother made love. Fuck. Nah. I'm, I'm, I'm good with all that. So what you what you looking for? Oh, not on the Facebook one. Okay. Oh, um, oh, Kendrick Reed said fireproof. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that um Kurt Cameron movie, I believe. No. Never seen it. No, it's like it's like one of those like uh, those Christian movies. Oh, okay. Yeah, I heard it was pretty bad, even by Christian movie standards. <laughs> so this week's question of the week: What would you like to see us debate on the show? Like, what are some debate like topics you would like to debate about? Well, topics that we could debate on the show. Um, that's an interesting question. I'd like to see people's responses to that. Um, maybe one topic would be, uh, hmm, let me see. Uh, are the, is DCEU really as whack as people believe it is? But the answer is yes. Debate over. Well, yeah, but um, I like to see somebody besides John Haponic justify and try to mine as much good qualities from those movies as possible. So MCU versus M- um, DCEU? Yeah. Um, 
I would like to get a dream battle debate going. Mm-hmm. Just random superheroes, wrestlers, or whoever. Just, just debate over dream battles. Okay. Like a go, you know, Goku versus the Goku versus Superman mm-hmm. dream battle. Goku okay. wins. I, my opinion, I think Goku wins. Okay. All right. I mean, yeah. I mean, they they are pretty much neck and neck in terms of abilities. From so I yeah, I would. And various other superheroes. That's mm. what I would say. Or here's another one. Here's a debate. Um, best hip hop album of the 21st century, from 2000 to now. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. We have to have like Spock come back on the show for that one. Yeah, like number one that you would rank above all others. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yep. You can't do that. You got to have a top five. Okay. Well, well, you have to do a top five. You can't just do one. Well, let's make it a little more challenging. Top three. A top three. Top, uh, top three. Probably have to say Blueprint. Yeah. Stillmatic mm. and Kanye's college dropout. Okay, all excellent choices. Mm. That's hard. Oh man, like for me, I'm gonna go with uh, "Good Kid, Mad City" by Kendrick Lamar. Okay. Uh oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> best hip hop album. Um, of the 21st century, top three. Uh, I know a couple of people will be on, who will be down to have that conversation. Um, I'm gonna say Jay Z 444. Really, with a blueprint? Yeah, I'm gonna say that like only because like it's a more mature, more evolved Jay Z. He has more to say on that one. Um, and the third one, oh man, I want to put a Nas one in there too, but I don't know if it's still Matic or Life is Good. Life is Good was a dope album. It was yeah. a very underrated album. Yeah. Still his final album to date too. He yeah. hasn't, he hasn't come out with anything new, which is weird. Um, man, the third one, uh, Shit, I'm stumping myself. Okay, um, just just to just to wrap it up, I'm gonna say, the roots. Uh, how I got over. Just just no no no. Either that or game theory. I'm I'm gonna just say the game roots. theory was good. Yeah, game theory was really good. I'm I'm gonna just say how I got over. I, I'm I'm my you my. Can't, you cannot. That's too net. That's too narrow. That's too challenging. I know, but but that's but that's the beauty of it, though. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, let us know what the de- what um topics would you like to see us debate or discuss on the show? Mm-hmm. All right, obviously. So that will be on the uh, social medias within a day or two. Yep. And then also you can, like I said, you can find us on those social media platforms via Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can watch our episodes on YouTube. Download it. Um, listen to us on iTunes. You can give us a five star review and listen to us on SoundCloud as well. Yep. And Google Play. And Google Play for you Android Androiders. Yeah, Android in the house, son. Sure. Yeah, we represent. Okay. Listen, uh, Apple ain't shit. Exploding phones. 
We will always hold that over your head, by the way. That just means our phones are the bomb. <laughs> Come on, man. Put your Go hand on. down. Put Go your ahead. hand down. You leave me hanging. Yep. Hand down. Hand down. It's your dad joke. Hell yeah, son. Our phones are the bomb. But anyway, I might upgrade my Samsung Galaxy S5. At some it's point. about goddamn time. I'm just saying because like it's it's, it's getting like I'm, I mean I'm encountering some slowdown more often than not, than not. It's a Galaxy Note Five. Are they up to the nine now? Well, it's an S5, not a S5. Note. They're up to nine. I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait till they hit the perfect ten, and I'm I'm then I'm upgrade. You know, symmetry five. You do realize like you have like you're you're eligible for a free upgrade. Probably. Definitely. Okay. I mean, with a free tablet. Depending on wait, who's your carrier? Uh, T-Mobile. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Maybe get something. Yeah. Okay. Who knows? You want to get a smartwatch while you're at it too? Nah, I don't need that. I don't need that in my life. But uh, but yeah. Uh, thank you for checking us out on this uh, winging it episode. Sure. <laughs> uh, but tune in next week. We got some stuff to talk about. We'll be talking about the e first night. Motherfucking three. Yes, the first night, so of E3 at least, Tuesday to Thursday next week. So we'll be talking a bit about that, depending on what drops. Um, also, the week after that, there is NXT Takeover and Money in the Bank. So we might we'll we'll get, we'll get into that. Who knows? We we might call a few guests on the show. Maybe got an idea for that. We have to. We'll keep it under wraps for now, but yeah, an idea for that. Also, I got an announcement. A word. Yes, July the weekend, July fourteenth and fifth and fifteenth. Will Blackman will be having his free his uh, football camp, and yours truly will be back DJing it. Oh, word up, man! So fourteenth will be for age for ages. One sec. Should have had the flyer ready. I'm just not ready for shit. No, of course not. Your mama. <laughs> okay so the saturday will be free for the youth ages 7 to 14 right. um 7 to 10 will be from 9 to 12 and then 11 to 14 will be from 1 p.m to 4 p.m be snacks provided hydration it'll be at bishop hendrickson high school in warwick rhode island mm -hmm. also Yeah, man. And then the fifteenth will be for high school students only. It'll be seven. It's uh seventy five seventy five dollars. Mm -hmm. But there, it's also it's gonna be a combine camp with um with Will Blackman and uh oh my god I forgot his first name <laughs> and a and, and a fellow quarterback from the AFL and um it's also gonna be at Bishop Hendrickson High School, which is twenty six. 2615 Warwick Ave in Warwick, Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. And um, it's going to be $75 to register. And it's going to be professional and NCAA counselors there. So for those who are in high school, who are playing football, who actually want to get noticed, mm -hmm. this is the opportunity for you. Word, man. That's what's and like up. I said, I'll be DJing that. I'll be DJing all day that day, too. Right on, man. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, yeah, be there if you're interested. And as always, uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening to our show. And as always, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later. Peace.